Welcome back to Our Street. Lynn Fisher here with my buddy, Kurt Elder, as always. Kurt, are you having a good spring? I'm having a good spring. Just, you know, before the show got started, Lynn and I are talking about how it's been nice to have a and nice to have an extended spring. We need more rain. Uh, you know, dryness promotes so many other things uh, of an issue other than just lawns and gardens, foundations. Lynn was telling me about just we need more rain. So if we can find a show about how we can get more rain, that 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 might be okay. But we have something even better today. We oh, have we from the city library. We have Vicki Wood. Welcome to the show, Vicki. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, Vicki. Would you uh, share with our listeners uh, your about yourself, your background? Kind of tell us about yourself and uh, and then how you came to be with the library. Okay. Well, I have um, I got a bachelor's degree in English from the University of Nebraska at Lincoln, which was quite lovely and um, very fulfilling for me personally, but didn't really translate into a great um, a great career. And so um, I had worked in a library in Omaha. I worked in the downtown library when I was in school at Creighton there. And um, I loved working in the library and I saw the older librarians there as sort of superheroes and decided that that was what I wanted to do. And so I went to graduate school in Connecticut and got a master's in library science and also got certified to be a school librarian um, and thought that that was what I was going to do. And then um, opportunity opened up for me at Lincoln City Libraries. And I have been in the public library space then ever since then, which is about 35 years ago. Wow. So you might have something figured out by now, huh? <laughs> I do. Yeah, my whole, pretty much my whole career has been at Lincoln City Libraries at the Bennett Martin Library. So that's uh, that's so cool. Well, very, oh, very cool. good. So, Lynn, if I, if I could just give a little context uh, just to how we uh, got to this as well before we let Vicki uh, share more about what we're talking about today. Um, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was at the uh, studio there at K- KZUM and just you know, getting ready just to do our show. And uh, outside of the studio space, there's you know, a whole bunch of cabinets with music, CD from all kinds of genres. And, and on top, there's just you know community happenings. And on the top of it was a brochure for, wasn't a brochure, it was, a, it was a full publication on what's going on within the Lincoln City Libraries. And as a 43 year old guy who admittedly does not use the library to the same extent that my better half does, nor, nor my child. My child's been to the library way more than I have. But there is so much going on. I'm like, wow, this is this is really cool. I reached out and uh, we we got connected. And I am so excited to hear all about the good things and all the good work that you're doing for uh, our community this summer. So uh, tell us a little bit about how this whole programming came to be. Did it start small? Did it start big? When did it begin? Well, we have had a summer reading program in Lincoln City Libraries. I think this is our 86th year. So it's a huge tradition. And we have a lot of people who sign up who say, oh, I remember being in this as a child. And we have really, really large community um, participation also. We, we register about between 15 and 16,000 people every summer. So it started out just being for kids. And of course, 85 years ago, 
the numbers were much smaller and they've added up over time. And then um, we added a program that was for teens. So we added a separate teen program and then we added an adult program. And the adult program has been really awesome because parents will join with their kids and that way they provide a great role model and they do the summer reading program right along with their kids. So hint, hint, Kurt, um, <laughs> get signed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Role model for your kid. Thanks. Um, so we see about 3,500 adults, about 2,500 uh, teens, and about 10,000 kids signing up for our summer reading program in our community um, every year. So that's really, really big numbers, and we're really proud of that. So just to give our listeners some more context, it's the uh, publication that I that I was looking at was called the Library Lineup. Yes. Um, other than you know finding it online, is there a quick keyword on the city's main page just to get to it, or where would people find print copies of this before we, okay, get, too, yeah. before we get too deep into this? Okay, so on our main page, up at the top banner is, because uh, we're all about summer reading in the summer. On the top banner, it says, click here to find out about summer reading, and it's an FAQ that answers pretty much any question you would like to have about summer reading, and it includes a link to the library lineup, which is our multiple page publication that we do that shows everything that's happening at the library for a three month period. So the current one is June through August. So June and July are our super heavy programming months. So like this week, we are doing a big event at every every big library and we will for the eight weeks through um, through June and July. And so our listeners know your web address is lincolnlibraries.org. Exactly. Right? Yep. Right. There we go. Yeah, so, so just, just as an example, so this week is, um, the next two weeks are kind of what we call curtain call weeks, which means we're doing um, theater arts and music and dance and things like that. And so the Kokyo Taiko drummers are gonna be at Walt and at Walt Library, at Bennett Martin Library, and also at the Cotner Center, which is where we do our events for Bethany because we always exceed the capacity at Bethany when we have programs there. So they've been really nice about letting us um, use the Cotner Center about a block away um, to have our events there. And then the Theater Arts for Kids are coming. And then we also have a musician um, named Aaron Fowler who's performing at some of the libraries. So you could literally go every day this week to an event for free with your kids and see amazing art and theater and all kinds of things um, at our libraries just this week. Now, that, is that for anyone or is this just for the people in the reading program? It's for anyone. They're open to the public and they're free. And you don't need a library card to attend, right? No, you don't need a library card to attend. Well, tell me, tell us more about the summer reading program with all the participants. What what exactly is it? Is it uh, assigning books to people to read? Is it a competition? Well, there's a competitive aspect, certainly a little bit of a competitive aspect. Um, we do have incentives for people to complete the program, and we also have some prizes that people can earn. But basically, there's th three components to the summer reading program. You need to read for 10 hours during the whole summer. That's June and July. We have people who finish that the first week. We have people who have a hard time finishing it because they might read slower and not have as much time, but that's our basic is 10 hours. 
We also asked people to visit the library four times. That's been put back in. We took that out during COVID because people weren't comfortable coming to the library, but they're back in droves, so we love that. So you have to visit the library four times, and then there's eight reading activities that you need to complete, and they're really simple things like listen to an audio book or discover a new author or maybe read a book in a graphic format. Um, and those eight, you complete those eight um, tasks and then you are done with the program. And after you do that, you get a coupon sheet that gives you free, all kinds of free things um, in the community, food and activities. And that's why it's a great family thing because a lot of our sponsors um, provide coupons for the whole family. For example, the Salt Dogs um, give a free ticket to everyone who registers and everyone who completes the summer reading program. And so whole families can go if the parents sign up. Um, we also have sponsors like Renza and um, Hollywood Bowl and Parkway Lanes give away three, three things, Francie and Finch Bookshop. So we have a lot of our sponsors who provide free coupons and that's what you get when you complete the program. Now as extra incentive to keep reading, we have ways that you can earn tickets and these tickets are earned virtually through our database that we use for our program called Beanstack. So for every five hours that you read, you get a ticket and you get tickets for doing activities and other things. And you can put those into ticket buckets for $100 um, gift certificates to different things going on. Um, and so for instance, one of the things we have is comics and coffee. So that's like trade a tape and the coffee house, it's a $50 gift certificate to each place. So there will be winners for that. And then the really exciting thing is we have three prizes of $250 each for performances at the Lead Center for Performing Arts for the 2023 and 2024 season. So if you've looked at the Lead Center calendar, they're doing these fantastic Broadway shows. Um, this year that are for all ages. And um, we just decided this year that that would be a great grand prize to give away those experiences. So when people uh, read these additional five hours, get these tickets, then that gives them opportunities to be in a drawing for those, is that right? Exactly, yeah. And they have to log their time online. So we've had the Beanstack software for over five years now. So we have a lot of people um, already signed up on that. And once you get an account, you just click one button and you're signed up for the um, for the challenge each year. And library staff will help you get onto that. Uh, we don't absolutely require that people use Beanstack. Some people don't want to use it for different reasons, but um, they can use a booklet. They still need to register and we still need to check them as completed if they want to get their coupons. But if you want to be eligible for the um, the uh, ticket bucket prizes, you need to be um, logged into Beanstack. So when we think about you know just family friendly events, there's you know there there's things we can do in silence and reading. We can get tickets Beanstack that process. There is things that we can come to a library space and do together. When I was looking at some of the uh, library lineup, many things were happening during the day. There wasn't a lot of things in the evenings for families that might work, my mom, dad might work. And then, you know, the best partially because, you know, you're also people and, and, and you wanna go home to your own families. Um, what's, what's the discussions of finding that balance 
between providing things during the day for for those those stay-at-home parents and those who mm-hmm. you know, can come to the library versus those who are just trying to engage do you balance that by by having more stuff on the weekend that's a good question kurt we we have had we people often ask us for evening and weekend programs and we do provide them they are not nearly as popular as our daytime programs one of the things about our daytime it's bedtime well yeah we have a lot of um, daycares and um, child cares that come to our program so they bring all their kids um, and so that's why we have hundreds of people attending some of our <laughs> events. And, you know, the, the daycares like really count on us because uh, there isn't a lot you can do for free in town, just no charge. Um, so we have that. And then we also just have uh, families and kids at home. Usually they're either, you know, they have a parent staying home with them or, you know, spending some time with them during the summer. We do have some of our story times, our evenings and weekends that we have regularly. So for instance, at Isley, we have a Tuesday night and a Sunday afternoon story time. We have a Sunday afternoon story time at, at, at Bennett Martin. So we do try to provide those opportunities, but yeah, our big events are mostly during the day. And this is also because of our performers um, most of them prefer to perform during the day also. So, I know it's probably this question is going to bleed into the, second, into the second half. So I'm just going to ask it now and try to get as much out of it as I can. Okay. Reading is really important because it helps young kids, middle-aged, and helps everyone just stay more sharp. Mm-hmm. Firmly believe that. When we look at those, those families, those kids that aren't reading, how are programs like this? And I know programs like this are, are trying to get those kids into reading, trying to get them into an easy pathway to say, like, I like this. Maybe I should keep doing this. When we look at the broader sense of the community, what's the need for programs like this? Any 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 anecdotal thoughts? I'm sure there's no research on this. I'm just trying to get some base ideas of what you think about that question. Well, let me tell you about a program we, another program we do during the summer that's not um, publicized as heavily, but we do um, what we call our summer outreach program. And this summer we have 22 sites in town um, where we send a librarian out once a week and that person brings, um, they do like an elementary age story time because most of the kids are elementary aged in those and they also um, provided an activity, either a science activity or a, um, a STEM activity of some sort, art or whatever. And then um, they also make sure that the kids complete the summer reading program. So these are places like the Salvation Army. Um, we go to CLCs, wraparound programs, and most of them are are city sites where the kids might be underserved in the sense that they don't live close to a library or they don't have access to a library. We also go to seven towns in the county and we actually provide books at those places. So we go to their community centers that they don't have a town library and our person really hauls like a huge bunch of books for these kids and they can check them out and we provide the summer reading program for them also so that is one way that we we do that we also publicize our summer reading program really heavily through lincoln public schools and things like macaroni kid and lincoln kids trying to get as many uh kids involved as we can all right we're going to take a short break here Uh, we're talking with vicky wood with the uh Lincoln City Library System. And so don't go anywhere. We'll be back just in a couple minutes here. Welcome back to Our Street. Thanks for hanging in there with us in the first half of our show. 
uh, as we've been talking with Vicki Wood with Lincoln City Libraries, we've learned about the summer reading program. And so uh, we want to continue that conversation. And uh, Vicki, tell us, why is it important for kids to read? Okay, well, um, reading is is like any other thing. It get, you get better with practice. And so whether you're really a great reader or you struggle a little bit, reading during the summer is super important. There have been studies that show that kids who read during the summer come back to school more prepared to learn and they could actually lose um, some of their reading pace if they don't read during the summer. So that's one really, really important reason. The other, I think, is just the kind of the lifelong learner aspect of it. Um, that's how we think of it at the library, and that that is true for all ages, is that people have passions and interests and things that they want to explore, and the summer just gives them that time and space to read about things that they're just interested in for fun and, um, and also to learn about. You know, kids get these fascinations, whether it's with Egyptian mummies or dinosaurs <laughs> or trucks or whatever. We all know that. Um, and, you know, being just seeing kids come in and coming and leaving with these huge stacks of books. Also, kids get these ambitious projects sometimes, like they're going to read all of a certain series of books or whatever. Um, and it's just really exciting to see kids and, and adults just super engaged in reading for fun and pleasure during the summer. And it's not assigned reading, it's just what they want to read. And there are so many beautiful, fascinating, interesting kids' books, fiction and nonfiction that, that you just would never run out. So so as a kid, I, I was in, in a small town, rural Nebraska, the libraries were like one of my places to go that I could go to, just as you had said. And I know that I would just walk the aisles, find things, crowds you know i would be on a stephen king kick for a while for whatever mm -hmm. reason you know cujo um but i but i got to see lots of different varieties of things when kids interact through your reading program and 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 they aren't always solely going to hard based products there's so much out there online can you tell us more how kids can also get involved kids and parents families can also utilize your online space that's a great question. So we we say all reading counts. And so an audiobook that you listen to on a road trip counts towards your time, your reading time. Um, lots of people prefer audio format for a lot of different reasons. So we have audiobooks and we have downloadable ebooks. All of those count. And we have a huge collection of those online through two different apps. One is called Libby and one is called Hoopla. And so you can get on to either of those apps. You can browse for things. Um, it, you know, you can browse by subject. You can browse by series or author. So it's really easy to find things that way. Um, we also have this really great resource called Novel List. It's in our databases, and it will suggest books. So you can put in, like, I liked Stephen King's book, The Stand, <laughs> What Else is Good? And it will suggest books for you. And we have that for adults and for kids. So there's novelists, kindergarten through eighth grade, and then there's novelists for adults. And I know a lot of adults use it because you just need to, you know, you need suggestions sometimes. But our librarians also are amazing sources of information and suggestions, and they will be happy to suggest things to you. If you said, I really like this movie, I really like this book, I'm interested in this thing, they will help you. So just so I can have some clarity here, 
those additional uh, resources that you listed, hoopla, da 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 da, mm -hmm. do those require for you to enter a library card to use? They do. So yes, um, and you can access them from home, or you can come into the library and access them. But yes, you need to have a library card to use. So, so silly, perhaps a base question we should have started with is: if you don't have a library card, how do you get a library card? Oh, it's so easy. We don't even make you fill out a form. <laughs> we used to. Um, you come into the library, you need to bring proof of identification, which is just something that shows you are who you are, a photo ID, and then proof of your address. So if you have a driver's license or any kind of state ID that already has your picture and your address on it, um, if you don't have those things, you can bring something with your picture and something separate with your um with your address on it like a bill but even if you don't have those things you can get a temporary card if you only have one of those things and then once you bring in the separate piece of information you get to get a full use card um, i also want to say that a lot of people don't know this but if you're a student at lincoln public schools you have a card that's called a connect ed card and the connect ed card um, allows you to um, to access anything in the in the uh, library just because you have a ConnectEd card and basically you just need to know what your account number is and you can get into that. So you can have both a regular library account and a ConnectEd card. Cool. Lynn, I've been asked a lot of questions. Is there anything on your mind? If not, I can keep going. Well, I do want to talk ahead, about oh, our oh, oh, library. I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay. I did want to just talk about our library card contest because this is for kids who are 11 and younger to design a library card for us. There's a form that you can print off and you can create a design and your parent or guardian has to sign it and then we want it turned in by Friday, June 30th and it's a contest and so all the rules and all the you know entry information is on the form you can get that at any lincoln city libraries or you can go online and print the form off to use wonderful so if i could go ahead lynn go ahead. she asked no go ahead. all right I'll, I'll keep going then <laughs> so um when we think about the number of kids and families using uh, the libraries during the summer for for uh, just for this program Again, from my not complete knowledge of how everything's counted, why not? There is a there's a Lincoln one one book challenge, and that feeds into this idea as well. Mm -hmm. um, but when we look at you know, you know all the different programs that that the library does, you have summer reading, you have one book. What other things does the library offer the community throughout the whole year? Well, we do do our uh, story times all year because we those are super important for early literacy. Um, it's a big service that we provide um, for babies through elementary age kids. Um, and we do that all year. We take off um, August and December because those are kind of quiet months for us. Um, so we do that all year. And all of our services that you can find on our um, website, we also provide all year round. Um, we didn't talk about the bookmobile, which goes to a lot of city sites and also to county sites. We have a home service where people who are homebound can get books. We have an interlibrary loan service where people who um, wanna find a book that we don't own can get. 
We also have a way that people can request books if we don't, if they go to look for them and we don't have them, they can suggest a title. So, um, and then we have all kinds of online resources that people can use for research. We have a homework help site, which is an online tutoring that gets used a lot more during the school year than in the summer. So that's available all the time. So I would suggest if people want to know more about what we have, you can go onto our webpage and we have two drop-down menus. One's called Uniquely Ours and the other one's called Resources. And those have a ton of um, resources that people can use all year round. So I have one big question here that <clears throat> I want to get answered because, and then Kurt, you can finish it out <laughs> if you'd like. Keep going. But this question might take a while. So, so Vicki, tell us about library science how has the internet and it's now evolving into the aspects of, of what we're learning about through the media it, ai becoming a big thing uh chat gtp etc how has library science been affected people's utilization of libraries is it has it been enhanced or has it been supplemented by the internet kind of give us an overall picture of what the future holds that's a great question, Lynn. So basically, we used to have a whole department that was called reference and that answered people's questions like, what's the phone number for such and such? And what year did this happen? And how do you spell this? And we did more in-depth research for people too, but a lot of people do their own research now because <laughs> there's good and bad with that. Um, so we still help people with those kinds of questions, but it's not nearly as much as we did when I started my career. So when with the advent of eBooks, uh, there were all these predictions like print books are going to go away and no one's going to be reading anymore. Um, they're all going to be reading online. And that really hasn't happened. What's actually happened is it's been a huge boon to the publishing industry because people do all kinds of formats. So just because you like to read a paper book doesn't mean you don't listen to books when you work out or that you don't take a book on CD when you travel or whatever. So it's just given people a lot more opportunities to read. We've definitely seen um, a huge increase in people using our eBooks and our downloadable audio, and that has impacted our print, um, our print circulation, but our print circulation is still very good, very high. Um, I think the area where we're seeing just a, a huge increase in um, in publishing and also in library uses with kids and teens. I think people understand now how important early literacy is. So we have big groups of kids all the time for our story times. We have a lot of parents coming in just regularly to get books to read aloud to their kids and the kids are getting books for themselves. And then there's just been an enormous increase in publishing for teens. And so teens have their own books now, which is really great. Uh, when I was growing up, there were five books for teens probably. Um, and I just immediately went to the adult collection, but now there's the, a whole genre. And there's a lot of adults who read teen books too, because some of them are so well-written and cool and interesting. So, um, so I think that, you know, the kind of the prediction that the print book um, wasn't gonna continue and that libraries weren't gonna be relevant anymore has proven not to be true at all. I would just say we're doing less traditional research for people than we used to do. Well, that's probably cool. an okay thing. That's all I got, Lynn, how about you? Well, it's uh, yesterday, just by coincidence, and I, I didn't know till this morning what we 
we're going to be talking about. So I, my wife and I started going through our home library and uh, kind of sorting out books we wanted to uh, give away or, and, and keep. And because so our home library has grown and continues to grow and we have to keep weeding it out because we don't have enough room for all the books. So, so yeah, from our perspective, it's certainly not, uh, not changing because of the internet. We continue to read, <laughs> read a lot. So well, right. and well, speaking of weeding, we weed books all the time and we sell our weeded books. So we have, we used to have a big annual book sale and this year we're doing some smaller pop-up book sales at the individual libraries. So keep your eyes peeled for those. And that's, that's also a great community service for people who can't afford to buy a brand new book at sure. a bookstore. Um, and also for daycares and places like that, they can come and get books for cheap. So those mm -hmm. the, the, the book sales will be returning. Wonderful. Well, Vicki Wood, thank you so much for coming in and sharing all that great information about the, the library and the programs at the library. And uh, hopefully we can have you back again sometime now that we've gotten to know you. So, uh, I want to thank our listeners for spending another 30 minutes with us here on Our Street. So for Kurt Elder, Lynn Fisher saying thanks, and we'll see you next time.